of our meditation this day is don't get too close, and it's based upon a portion of the gospel lesson previously read this morning. You may be seated. Dear Christian friends, fire. Fire at times can be rather beautiful. And times it can also be dangerous, destructive. I mean, I'm sure most of us have enjoyed a fire in the fireplace, whether at our house or in somebody's house, and just enjoy that calm and soothing fire. But we also know that if it's not properly ventilated, it can be very, very destructive and bring harm to us. I'm sure all of us at some time have enjoyed an outdoor barbecue. And then following that, we got the marshmallows out and put it over the fire and maybe made some s'mores. But there's always that concern for the children, don't get too close. Don't get too close. We don't want you to, to get burned or to, to be harmed. And so the question is, is that is today in our text, Jesus talks about fire. Now, is he talking to us about something that should be comforting? Is it something that we should be concerned about? Or is he also talking about something that could bring destruction to us? Jesus said to us that he is going to bring fire. And we ask ourselves, well, what kind of fire is this going to be? Now, we hear in the Old Testament that in Isaiah, God brings the fire against all of those who have done things wrong and that have abandoned him and that they will be taken with an unquenchable fire. John the Baptist, when he talks about Jesus who is coming, talks about Jesus as one who is going to burn the chaff with that unquenchable fire. Jesus himself said that all of those who have abandoned him will be like a, a branch that will be thrown into the fire. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like the sweet, joyous Jesus that we have come to, to, to love and care about. It sounds like, boy, look out, duck, get out of the way, because if you do something wrong, boom, you're going to get it. But when we look at this text, it says that he comes to cast fire. It also says that he wished it was kindled already. He talks about this baptism that he is going to go through. And we begin to understand that this fire that he's talking about is the fire that he himself is going to have to endure. We think of Gethsemane. And Jesus says to his disciples, Peter, James, and John, would you wait with me? Well, I go off and pray. And of course, they did. But unfortunately, they also closed their eyes. They also fell asleep. And Jesus began to suffer the agony of hell right there in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
he began to sweat very drops of blood. And ultimately, he would face the cross, suffer, die, face the unquenchable fires of hell that were thrown at him. So that you and I would not face that. Jesus endured that fire. Jesus went through that fire on the cross. Jesus went through that abandonment on the cross. You didn't. I didn't. Nobody else in the world did. But Jesus did. That fire was a fire of mercy for us. And yet the fact that Jesus endured that for us doesn't mean somehow that we have just this little easy street for the rest of our lives. As though nothing could even harm us or even think about it. The reality, of course, Jesus is talking about is you need to get closer to him. The only ones who don't want us to get close are not those who have our being important. But the closer we get to our Lord Jesus Christ, the more we recognize our own sin and how our sin can also bring to us guilt and that we haven't said or done the right thing. The closer we get to our Lord Jesus Christ, divisions can come. As we see in our text, father against son, mother against daughter, that these fissures begin to, to happen. Because we seek the fire of righteousness and truth. And yet at times, we have loved ones. We have friends who don't want to hear it. They want to stay away from it. They want to stay away from us. And so there's the temptation, isn't it? To sort of step back from the fire step back from our Lord Jesus to try and keep peace in the family to try and keep peace among our friends the best way to do it is just to let's not talk about it let's just talk about something else let's have all sorts of issues that we can talk about but gee we don't want to talk about Jesus it's difficult for us isn't easy it's hard when we want to keep those who are close to us but the reality is is that by stepping back sometimes we can step too far there are those today who said they're, 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 they're just sitting on the fence a little bit here don't really want to deny everything about Jesus, but then again, not everything is, is, is what we want. The reality for us is this. Jesus is the Son of God. There is no debate from a Christian standpoint. Jesus of Nazareth, the very Son of God, was placed on the cross and suffered and died for the sins of the world. There is no debate about that as a Christian. 
Jesus of Nazareth, the very Son of God, the very Savior of the world, rose up from the debt and claimed the victory for you and me. There is no debate. It's nice to hear people who say, hey, I really like that Jesus. Good guy, good prophet, good friend, good teacher. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's a rejection of who Jesus is. You see, there is no fence. There's either you're for me or against me, as Jesus would say. There is no line where you can sort of straddle it. On the one hand, we go, wow, ooh, boy, that's just so difficult. Well, guess what? It's impossible. We didn't come to the realization of who Jesus is on our own. It's not like we did all the research and we made that decision. It is the work of the Holy Spirit who came into our lives. That's what grace is. That's why we can share the message, not trying to to beat people down with it, but to offer it. To share it. Not to step away from it, but to get close to it. To get close to God's righteousness. To get close to God's love. And you see, that's the blessing that you and I have each and every day as this fire is in our hearts. Remember the disciples when Jesus was about to go to the cross, they said, hey, we'd like to sit on your right and left hand. <laughs> Jesus goes, whoa, whoa, do you guys know what you're talking about? Oh, sure we do. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, just don't. But one day you're going to go through it. And one day we go through, at times, the pain of seeing people who reject our Lord. And yet the reality for us is that our Lord Jesus Christ went through this for you and for me. The joy that we have is that we come together to worship. We come together to share our our faith. In a few moments, we will stand up. We will say the very Nicene Creed. We will state to everyone who is here what our faith is, but we will state it to ourselves. This is who I am. This is who I've become. This is who I share. And then we get to go. And yet you see in Christian circles today, it's almost as if the church itself has become like a fortress like we're under siege well this isn't the alamo for goodness sakes we go out we go out this isn't somewhere where we come here for protection we're already protected we already have those wonderful gifts god's grace and mercy On October 21st, 2007, our church had worship services and then we had our church picnic. 
and we were down at Kit Carson. And I'm sure Scott Hayward and Dennis Ford were frying those hamburgers and doing everything. We had kids going everywhere. It was a great picnic. And sometime during that picnic, our vicar, Bill Baker, came to me and said, Pastor, there's a fire that's started up near Ramona. And I need to get home and protect my house. It was the first time I had heard of what would become the Witch Creek Fire. Bill Baker never made it to his home that day. It was burned to the ground. And so with the homes of the Hunes, the Arsenaux, Wagner's, and Rosie Hatfield. And I can remember standing up at Washington. Of course, the streets were a little smaller back then. With Mike Soulside looking down towards this church. Of course, this sanctuary wasn't here. And I thought for sure the complex was gone. And I began to call people, trying to find out where everybody was and what they could do. And somebody said to me, well, it looks like we're going to have to have a bring-your-own-seat-to-church on Sunday. What that meant was, of course, we were going to have to worship on the parking lot, and everybody would bring their own chair because everything would be gone. Obviously, that didn't happen. The fire that was so destructive and brought again the bad memories of the Cedar Fire just four years before and the fires that came down this hill, it didn't come and it didn't destroy our church. But the thought was there that we could worship out on the parking lot because there we could sing and there we could hear God's word and there we could receive the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, whether we were in a building or not. Because we're Christians, we're followers of Jesus. And yes, it is nice, it is great to be able to come together to worship, to have these stained glass windows speak to us. But you see... The fire that was on the tongue, uh, over the heads of the disciples, is a fire that is within you. That fire of our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, burns bright and burns strong. And that, you see, is what we share, whether we're here, whether in the parking lot, whether we're at home, whether we're at work, it's there. I'm with you always, Jesus said. Yes. At times, it is difficult. No one is naive about that. But our Christ went through the fires of hell so that you and I can speak about the glories of heaven that are to come for each and every one of us. And so this day,
get close to the fire. Enjoy the fire that's burning in you. And enjoy what it means. What it means for you, for your family, and for a world that needs to hear of hope perhaps more than any other time in the history of this world. And we got it. We got it in spades. And we get to share it. God bless you. Amen.